This is the Accounting Influencers Podcast with Rob Brown and Martin Bissett. With Rob Brown and Martin Bissett. And thank you to our special sponsors, iris.co.uk. Martin, you saw a great video just recently from Iris, didn't you? Yeah, well, I think people don't know Iris is they were ahead of the game for MTD phase one because they were the first software there to be listed as approved by the HMRC TD filing. And guess what? They're fully prepared for the next. So they've got an MTD webinar on demand that you can catch up with at any time. Rob, where do they go to to see this? It's iris.co.uk forward slash MTD webinar. That stands for making tax digital for our international listeners. And there's some great stuff there that you need to know to guide you through the whole making tax digital initiative. So iris.co.uk forward slash MTD webinar. Right, Martin? That's right. So wherever you are in your journey, Iris know that they have the knowledge and tools to help you in the next steps. That's iris.co.uk forward slash MTD webinar. Welcome to this week's expert interview, and I'm thrilled to have with me today from Accounting Web, it's Richard Hattersley. Good day, sir. Good day to you, Rob. Thank you very much for inviting me. Richard, it's great to have you on. For people that haven't come across you and even Accounting Web, just tell us a bit about your background and your areas of expertise. Yeah, thanks very much, Rob. Yep, I'm the editor of Accounting Web. Anyone who doesn't know Accounting Web, accountingweb.co.uk is the, the largest UK community of accountants. Um, so it's my job really to provide the news and the content to serve our dear readers. I've been with the site for around about six years now and moved across various different desks mainly feel most comfortable on the practice desk where I'm looking at the inner workings of how accountants run their practice, whether that is from uh, strategy, well-being, or even compliance issues such as anti-money laundering. Did you fall into the accounting world? Are you a qualified accountant? Well, funny enough, I'm not actually, Rob. Uh, when I first started with Accounting Web, it was kind of picking up the, the, the pieces from the beginning. Uh, my partner actually is an accountant, which made the job quite easy. <laughs> it made it easier any kind of advice I needed, she was there to bridge the gap for me. We're going to talk about awards, especially today, because with Accounting Excellence, you're very involved in that. Uh, But before we do that, you're in a unique position, Richard, to talk about the accounting profession as a whole. What kind of shape do you feel it's in right now, given all that you're seeing? The the profession's certainly gone through quite a unique time with the pandemic. And I think the pandemic has accelerated a lot of those themes and trends, which we have seen with our Accounting Excellence Awards things which maybe five years ago were um, just things what the progressive firms were doing and suddenly been embraced by um, many other firms as they've just been dropped into the uh, into the deep end with the pandemic. And so we are seeing a lot of firms pick up tools which naturally they may have not done beforehand. And it'd be interesting coming out of the pandemic now, whether they continue to actually keep going and pressing forward as we've seen over the past two years and, and going at a similar kind of pace. You mentioned accountingweb.co.uk, but you're not just a UK presence, are you? You are all over the world. Absolutely, yes. We have a sister site, accountingweb.com, um, which um, deals with those um, just similar regulatory matters, but for U- US audience. And whilst we here in the UK, we deal with uh, those specific tax issues, those specific tech and practice issues, which very much unique for the UK audience. But there's always a crossover between the two. I think no matter where you are geographically, there's some similar issues there which affects accountants, wherever you may be. Yeah, and it's not just tax. 
compliance, technical stuff, regulatory stuff that you talk about. We shared a wonderful piece that you did on a recent episode about the Super Bowl. You must have had fun writing that one. I had a lovely time writing that one, Rob. Thanks very much for bringing that one up. And thank you very much for uh, discussing it on the podcast as well. Uh, your, your US listeners, Rob, will know full well the uh, how important the Super Bowl is and just how spectacular those ad, ad bits are as well, those commercials. Um, so... <laughs> Who knows? Later down the line, you may see the uh, the tax authorities of either the UK or the US embracing those similar kind of adverts later uh, commercials later down the line. We might have full scale blockbusters. We can only wish. Eh? Talk to us about the Accounting Excellence Awards. These are a big deal in the UK, aren't they? Indeed, yep. They started uh, over a decade ago. The, the aim of them really is to salute those progressive firms and individuals. You know, the ones who have really driven change within the profession. Uh, we've recently opened up this year for entries. Um, and while it's great to be there, to, to, to be the person to lift the award and to have all that kudos and well-earned respect for being the award winner, it's also an education program because I think it's important, and as a journalist observing this, it's important for us to report on some of those trends and themes which we're seeing and how over the years, these can then trickle down and become kind of commonplace within the profession. It was only, let's say, less than 10 years ago when cloud was seen as this kind of mysterious thing and then suddenly it's just business as usual and i think with the awards it's very interesting to track just how these uh how these trends have suddenly been embraced over the years but the accounts and excellence awards it is a big awards program here in the uk when we speak about awards to accounting firms and even the fintech and software vendors that serve them it is a bit of a conundrum it is a bit of a mystery. Why are they there? Why should we enter them? Should we there at all? Do we lose out by not entering them? So we'll talk a little bit about that as we go on, because you're very heavily involved in the awards. But just talk to us about some of those trends you have picked up over the years. Yeah, I mentioned cloud there, Rob. It is a big one, absolutely big one. Um, I think back in 2013, 40% um, of entrants actually just referenced the cloud as a big driver of their success. Now look at it today and the majority of the firms it's just, it's there, it's just, it doesn't even need to be said. And we, we've we seen cloud as an important one, but then coming off of that one, we've seen things like expense capture tools, which have grown and that's also been driven, frankly, by the uh, UK government's drive over here towards tax digitalization. Um, that's been a big driver for that one. But we are seeing these trends reflect society, reflect how accountants are currently. So uh, flexible working, for example, has just skyrocketed for obvious reasons, but it was going that way anyway. It was 9% entrance were saying they were doing this and one of the things which separated them in 2014. In 2020, just before the pandemic, it was 43% of firms were saying that uh, flexible working was something which really separated them. Even before the pandemic, it was just on its way to becoming just a business as usual thing. We've also seen sudden spikes in client onboarding that's suddenly become a big part of the client service offering. Uh, and there's some obvious ones as part of client service, like client surveys, MPS benchmarking. We've seen the rise of niching, especially with those newer firms. I believe the uh, the new firm entries each year kind of dominated by those firms which have a specialism. And then they go on into the sole practitioner award to uh, actually pick up an award there. The, the winner of the sole practitioner award last year uh, was a specialist in the beauty industry. 
So we are seeing those that really embrace these trends, the ones which really become the trailblazers of these trends, are the ones which naturally go on to win awards. And then we, we pick up those trends afterwards. But yeah, some really interesting, fascinating trends we've seen. In terms of the categories, is it just getting bigger and bigger, more categories? Or are there any categories that are becoming obsolete? We've still got those core pillars of accounting excellence. We've got the firm awards, the small, medium, large, um, and then the sole practitioner. And then we've got those pillars of what it is to be an excellent accountancy firm. So client service, growth, those are just pillars of what is to be a firm. And then, as you said, Rob, as we, we move on, we're seeing a change in the profession and we're, we're responding to that. So we've launched the Investing in People Award a couple of years ago, which was in response to the shift towards firms taking more of a more notice in well-being. This year, we've launched the Pride Award, which is recognising those community and philanthropic things which firms are doing. And that's really grown from the, the COVID-19 crisis, where we saw firms go above and beyond to really help and support uh, their small business clients, working all hours, despite what was happening in their personal life. And so we've seen that grown from being a hero award to just being a general community award, because we are seeing... The, the outreach from firms is, is growing. It's just becoming a, a big part of what firms do day to day in general. And we often ask our guests on the Accounting Influencer podcast, what in their view separates the good firms from the great? And there are so many more aspects to running a strong accounting firm now than there used to be. You've mentioned a lot of them. Are you detecting that the great firms are really up in the game in some of these areas? Absolutely. Um, and it is interesting that we're still seeing those ones which are the great ones, the ones which are really set in the trend. And they are the ones which are the finalists, are like the clear winners, the ones we're picking up the, the awards. But the ones which are more clustered in the middle, the ones which are just outside the finalists, any other year they would be completely progressive. Like years before, they would be the ones picking up the awards. But it's getting much more competitive because... All of these uh, trends are becoming just what firms are doing these days. Why should an accounting firm enter the Accounting Excellence Award? For starters, I think the main one is it's great just to recognise yourself, recognise what you've done, the achievements you've done, recognise the achievements your team's done, because there's a lot to be proud of there. Beyond that, though, it's been a constant since I started looking at accountancy, the accounting profession. Recruitment's been a real constant throughout. And uh, firms are always looking for ways to separate themselves, always looking for ways to show that they are a progressive firm. They're different from the other firms. They're, they're not like your, your average accountant. And there's no better way to show that you are different from your competitors than being an award-winning firm. And then that goes the same way with retention. And then beyond that, it's also a great way to market your firm. Clients want to be with a firm which is an excellent firm. And there's no better way of doing that than actually winning an award and showing your client that the industry has recognised us. You bring up some very good points. It is so difficult for accounting firms to differentiate themselves these days, both to potential new clients and to staff talent that they want to attract, because you've probably seen millions of accounting firm websites. They all look the same. They have the same colour, the same branding, the same values, the same claims, the same promises, the same range of services. It is hard to stand out. So with awards, I guess you're looking for some kind of an edge. It is getting more and more difficult. Geography is no longer an issue anymore. And so you're not just competing with your accountancy, you're, you're the firm across the street. You're competing with the one in the different side of the country, even in a different country you might be competing with. You need that edge. And that may be a certain specialism that you go in, that could be your edge, or becoming an award winner 
is certainly an edge that can separate yourself, not just your clients, but also to any new recruit that you're looking to uh, to take on. So you talked earlier about the competition in awards, more and more categories, more and more firms and companies applying for them. Are there any other trends you've seen with awards over the years, Richard? Absolutely, Rob. Recently, the, the, looking back over the, over the past year's entrance, there's been some new trends which have been very specific to the pandemic, very specific to coming out of the COVID crisis, especially with smaller firms, a real rise in the virtual finance um, directing approach. This is as firms have come up lockdown and supported clients with loans, grants, and just a more general all-round offering. Now, this might have been seen more of something which larger firms might have dominated, but um, last year, the smaller firms, I would say about 90% of them um, referenced virtual finance as their key offering, something that differentiates them. The other thing that, that I noticed over the last year was how diversity has come up again and again. I think that's really important. Uh, a moment ago, we were talking about recruitment, especially important these days when it comes to employee satisfaction, when it comes to getting the best out of your team, when it comes to engaging with clients. And we are seeing how diversity is becoming an important thing, especially with like the, the Gen Z accountants coming through. Um, Similar to that, organizations which are now taking on kind of like corp status, how something like the environment has become a big thing for for firms. It might be big in the terms of specializing for those certain clients or just driven a demand by their employees, a demand to embrace things which employees actually care about. And so those are big things for firms just to cater for their clients and their staff. And then the other thing which I did notice was how client service, the battleground between small and large firms, have suddenly got a little bit closer. At one point, it was the smaller firms, you would say, were the ones offering that personal touch. They were the ones which would be there to uh, to know your, your dog's name as it came in, into the office. Now it's a little bit more competitive. I think tech certainly helped there, but I think the numbers game of the large firm is making that one much more competitive. And how tempted are you? This is fascinating stuff to really go micro with your categories here. For instance, the best ESG, Environmental Social Governments Initiative for big firms, or the best recruitment program for a mid-tier firm, or the best customer experience for a small firm or the best community initiative. You could go really small with your categories if there's lots of people applying, but then you'd have millions. (laughs) (laughs) You're right there, Rob. And I think these categories, we've already seen how we've expanded the awards to take on, like the Investing in People Award, how we've taken on those philanthropic trends and expanded the awards for that. So who knows? These are definitely trends which you picked out there, Rob, are definitely trends which we are seeing growing. So there could be awards like that in, in the in the near future. Who knows? But if you're putting together an award entry, just focusing on those specific elements are just real like a real key way to differentiate yourself. When people enter awards, I'm going to ask you for a, a magic formula or some tips that would help them. But the question that a lot of people think when they come to these is a lot of time, a lot of effort, a lot of research preparation goes into even getting a nomination together. Are there any benefits for entering even if they don't win, Richard? I think just sitting down and writing out your achievements over the past 12 months, it's just something which I think firms should be doing around about this time anyway. In the UK, we've kind of gone through our busy tax season 
And so naturally we're coming into February, March time when things may quiet down just a little bit. Of course, there's other kind of deadlines happening, but naturally this kind of year is a great time to just reflect on your successes, reflect on your achievements and entering the ward is a great way to do that. It kind of structures the way that you can reflect quite easily because of the way that these award entry forms are put together. So you can sit down, you can look at what you've achieved and then also what you want to achieve, your goals for the future, what you want to achieve over the next 12 months. And it can really help you achieve what you want for your firm. So I think even if you don't win, it's worth just sitting down and doing, going through that process. And I've been a judge on several awards panels for things like this. Talk to us a little bit about the judging process. What are the judges like? How are they chosen? How do they go through it? Uh, give firms an insight into what happens on the other side. As you can imagine, it is these awards can be quite heated. The, the debates there, <laughs> you, you might be sitting across from someone who has the, the opposing view to you, and it can be kind of a long drawn out process. But I think that's important because then you can get to who actually is the, the winner by having those conversations, those heated conversations. So the process is that uh, it, it goes through uh, an entry scoring process. Uh, the judges come together and it's almost as if you're, you're arguing for who you want to win then. But as in terms of the judges, it's, it's almost a who's who of the accounting industry. Uh, many, uh, I'm sure, kind of past guests on, on this uh, illustrious podcast as well, Rob, I know you had Julia Penny on not too long ago and, and Julia's a, uh, a judge on the awards. We've got some big names from the UK accountancy scene, such as Rebecca Bennyworth, Paul Applin, who's a former ICAW president. Uh, we've also got previous winners as well who are joining the ranks. So they've they can kind of come from the uh, being there, and they can look on and be the uh, and, and kind of welcome in the the newcomers. So someone like Alistair Bilo from the real innovative firm Flinder. He's a, he's a judge on accounting excellence awards after picking up, I think, about four or five of them. I don't think his trophy cabinet's big enough for any more. So he's decided to join us as a judge. So some names who's been there. And, and so they're rightfully placed to judge their peers. You offer awards mostly to the accounting firms. Do the vendors get involved with categories? Do they have their own trophies to win? Yes, we have vendor awards. And these ones are really judged on their relationship with accountancy firms, how they kind of support firms. So we have the, the partnership award, which shows that really important relationship now that vendors have with accountancy firms. I think they are, for, for many firms, they are there's a secret source, I think, these days, the ones which kind of gives them that added oomph, whether that is in their marketing or whether that isn't just in their day-to-day -day processes. So there are a handful of vendor awards which are recognised on the night as well. It's been fascinating to demystify these awards. There's clearly a lot in it for all of the parties concerned, whether they win or not, even just recognising their own achievements. I'm going to ask you to finish by giving us your tips for those listening to handle the whole process better and give themselves the best chance of winning. Just before I do that, if people want to talk to you about the great stuff that you put out at Accounting Web, some of the things that you're writing about at the moment, what's a good way for them to reach you? Um, Countingweb.co.uk is the site. Go there if you're um, interested in the UK scene. Of course, we've got our sister site in the US, Countingweb.com. You can find me on Twitter, uh, AwebRichard, and also uh, LinkedIn. Just search for my name there, and I'd be more happy to uh, connect with you. Brilliant. And uh, finally, what are your top tips for companies, firms, vendors that are considering dipping their toes into the awards game and want the best possible results? 
it's that uh, that tip which you get every time you do an exam, I think. The, the one which your teachers, which no doubt, told you, make sure you actually read the question. Oftentimes, I think people might read the first couple of words, get a sense of what the question might be, and then just leap in with what they think it is. The other one is bring your stats. You, you've, you've got something to be proud of there. So if you've got stats to back up what you're saying, put that forward. It's going to differentiate you. And I, I guess this one might be more for the UK audience, Rob, but don't be humble. If, if you've achieved something, be proud of what you've achieved. Um, it's, it's worth shouting about. So don't almost apologize for what you've done. Um, be proud of what you've done. Uh, there's been some awards where it feels like someone's almost apologizing for being an excellent accountant, which is, is kind of funny reading it. But I think there's a lesson there is to embrace what you've done. And then also... I think is there's that appreciation these days that clients kind of expect more than simply a set of accounts and a tax return. I think it is that real value that that they that they uh, that they expect that customer experience that they really appreciate these days. So, what is it that you're doing that really goes beyond a set of accounts and a tax return? So, it's worth thinking about those when you put pen to paper. They're very good, and I'm thinking of the Muhammad Ali quote: "It ain't bragging if you've done it." Absolutely. We don't shout about it enough. That typical British understatement is we don't talk about it enough. But ethical bragging is definitely part of the game. And just finally, Richard, to finish, you're involved in PR, you're involved in media. There's a lot of kudos for a winner and even a nominated firm or vendor to get involved in this and shouting about it in social media and in PR terms, isn't it? That was a trend which I didn't mention, Rob. Social media has become such a big thing. That's another one. Don't be shy. Don't be shy about using any tool which you've got um, at your disposal these days. Um, just to think maybe 15 years ago, we didn't have things like uh, Twitter. We didn't have things like um, LinkedIn or um, or Instagram, things which we can just use and get your message out there to a potentially huge audience. So shout about it but don't be shy about your achievements that's great Richard Atley thanks so much for your time and your insights today thank you Rob this is the Accounting Influencers Podcast with Rob Brown and Martin Bissett